Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, a Story Screen Presents podcast. We're back. It feels like it's been a long time, my dear friend. It feels like it has been a long Robert time. Robert Anderson. Hey, that's me, Robbie Anderson. What's up? Uh, and I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Uh We saw a movie tonight. Mm. We went directly to the theater. We watched that movie. We did not talk about that movie. We came back. We talked about some other stuff really quick. Talked about to, some stuff. I need to eat food. Yeah, I, I let I let you eat your your food. I yes. needed to drink some gin. Warm we up. Settled in. We settled we talked in. To, we talked some some shit. Some some, some stuff. Some nene. Yeah. And then uh, now we are ready to talk about that movie we just saw. Mm. Robert, what movie did we just see? John Wick Chapter Three. Parabellum. Indeed. Yes. Uh, it feels like it was just yesterday that we recorded our John Wick 2 episode. Hmm. Our second episode of Stories Group Presents Hot Takes? Yes. Right, after Triple X. That was the first one we did in 2017. Mm. Two years Wait, ago. was it Get Out or John Wick? It was John Wick before Get Out, right? I think John Wick was slightly before Get Out. Okay. Yeah. Boy, what was the f- first podcast we ever recorded? Triple X, bro. That was the first podcast we did. Uh, that was either the first hot... I think the first podcast we did was like a 2016 year in review. Yes. And then we recorded... Then we did Triple X. That was our first hot that take. That was the first hot take was Triple X. It was Triple X. Yeah. Holy moly. That was so. back when we were like... It'd be funny to just like talk about this movie after the podcast and we like just riffed on it for like... Oh, man. Yeah. Nostalgia. And then we did John Wick 2. Then we did John Wick 2. And we loved that one. Back then. Boy, we sure did. Yeah. Loved Boy, it so much. Oh, my. We are big fans of King Headshot. Yeah. Yes. King Headshot for 2069. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber Elite Snipe War. Yes. Yeah. Uh, otherwise known as John Wick. John Wick. Otherwise known as Baba Yaga. The Boogeyman. Otherwise known as Keanu Reeves. The Boogeyman. <laughs> Neo. Yes. Um, directed by. Oh, I don't know. Let me try that again. Directed, say it's really slow. Directed by. This is great audio. We are uh, professionals. This is what happens when we don't have Jeremy Kolodzewski. Chad Stalesky. Chad, Chad Stalesky. Yes. Chad Stalski. Is oh, it E L S K I? You're the you're Salsky. the call, you're the ski here. Yeah, dude, I don't know how to pronounce Polish stuff. <clears throat> yeah, you don't pronounce your own. You know how long it took me to pronounce my name? I'm sure it was not fun. Not easy. This tongue is not robust in those terms. Feel bad for your wife. Bada boom. Wow. Bazinga. How does it feel to be roasted? It's <laughs> not gonna lie to you. It, it stinks. I'm sorry. It stinks hard. I'm sure that you're a great lover. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs> um. I really liked John Wick 3 Parabellum. Uh, it's really good. Uh, we do the first half of this podcast spoiler free. Spoiler free. Yes. Um, there's many good kicks, punches, and stabs that I'm sure we really want to get into. Yeah. Robbie will tell you who dies after the break. Guess Don't what? Worry. It's everyone still. It's most. Spoiler. Most. <laughs> um, it's just crazy how... This movie is the intersection, and this is not the the first time this has been said, but it's the intersection of art house movie and action. It's one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> John Wick. All right, all right. We did this on the John Wick Two podcast. Yeah, we did the same thing. I remember it just like it was yesterday. We started the John Wick podcast talking about John Wick One. Yeah. These movies are poetry in motion. 
I really think. Mm-hmm. I really... The first John Wick is an effective action movie on so many levels. And I've heard like a, a lot of people talking about John Wick again since 3 is coming out. Yeah. And saying like, I've heard some some people saying like, oh, it's so simple. Like it's, you know, it's just, oh, John Wick, somebody does wrong by John Wick and then John Wick kills everybody. Yeah. Um, and yes, and in calling the plot like simple. But it's by design. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that is kind of what I think is sort of the beauty of John Wick is that, and I, I, I'm sure I said something very similar to this on the John Wick 2 yeah. podcast, but the setup of John Wick 1 is so simple and elegant and concise and so tactically done to create the premise of a otherwise grade A top tier A class action movie. Mm. And because it's so so deliberate in its execution of that setup, like the first act of John Wick just it just sails. Yeah. It's so breezy. And like and the it, slowest part of three movies. Yes. Deliberately so again. But it, it sets up pathos for this character yeah. that is so effective that you're so bought in in those first 20 minutes of John Wick to his condition and his yeah. case and what happens to him in that first movie that you're ready to see him kill everyone. Yeah. And then when he does kill everyone, it is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And everyone that he kills just knows they're already fucked. Yeah. From moment one. Like when the bad guy in John Wick 1 picks up the phone and he hears what happens and he's like, he finds out, oh, it was John Wick that my son crossed. Fucked. He just says, no, all he says is, oh, and he hangs up the phone and he just knows like for the rest of the movie, he's resigned to, to being a dead man. Yeah. And that just makes every little bit of action that happens in John Wick, which is fucking, again, poetry in motion. Yeah. That much more satisfying. But when we get to something like John Wick 2, where... You know, the setup for John Wick, this, you know, lack of a better term, simple kind of like poetry in motion, the things are set into motion. John Wick 2 is all about like filling in some of the gaps of this really insane world that gets pitched in John Wick 1. What is this hotel of assassins? What are these allegiances? How deep does this go? What are these coins? What are these coins? What are these tokens? What are what is every 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 question you might have had in John Wick 1? John Wick 2 is kind of like, we want to answer it and give you more. We want, right. to, we want to sell you on this world. We already sold you on John Wick. Right. And these are also things that they very effectively, I think, teased in the first John Wick. Yeah. That there is a lot of lore to this I story. I mean, he has a back full of tattoos that, like, you know. Kind of really only come to pl- into play until much later. Exactly. So I think as a series now, and I think this is the first movie that I kind of had the realization like, oh, this is not just a trilogy. And to be fair, I already knew that going in because they had announced They had announced, uh, what, May 21st of 2021? Yes, is when John Wick 4 is coming out, which surprised me because I very much saw this as a trilogy and this to be like the conclusion of that trilogy. I think by John Wick 1, if they were like, this movie's going to do well, they have a trilogy in mind. I think the movie, you know, the movie's like 
doing very well. The movie, I think, made almost as much as Detective Pikachu. It was like just a hair short of Detective yeah. Pikachu. And that's, this is an R-rated action movie. And Detective Pikachu is the Pokemon, the biggest franchise. It's not just movie franchise. IP. Biggest IP yeah. in the world. Yeah. Pretty crazy. John King Headshot got some, you know, he got some skin in the game. He's got some sure. legs to him. Yeah. Which is, at the same time for me, I think that the, I, let me just get this out of the way. I fucking love this movie. This movie's great. I thought it was great. Yeah. I was not disappointed in it mm-hmm. at all. There are little tiny nitpicks I have just because I love John Wick so much. Yeah. But this is, the, the thing I think that hit me more than anything was like, oh, this is John Wick becoming a very long-running franchise rather than just being a trilogy. That's kind of my movie. only criticism. And I don't even want to say against it because, again, we love the movie. I'm really love into it. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think I think you and me, Jack, like maybe differ on some things. But for the most part, we really like to see solid, good endings to things. Yes. Uh, we don't like to see something live long enough to become a bad guy, yes. so to speak. Um, I think John Wick's in capable hands. Uh, I think the things that are set up for whatever John Wick 4 may be, which not be spoiled here, I think will be great. Yeah. You know, I, I have no qualms against that. I will watch the hell out of another several of these movies because I, yeah. I love them. This movie is a very entertaining bridge. But yeah. no, not so unlike what 2 was. This this movie feels more of like a John Wick 2.5 than it does a 3. It's always, or at least the beginning of it definitely does. It hits... I... Hmm, yeah. Yes and no. Because it, it does feel really like the kind of momentum that it has yeah. coming out of 2 is really getting into the kind of, if you'll excuse me on this, sure. endgame territory. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's too unlike what they're trying to do in world expanding, which is like what... like what, 10 movies in the MCU we're also trying to do, you know? I'm not even really trying to invoke the direct comparison sure. to Marvel movies. I just feel like the propulsion out of the second movie really felt like going into a third act where yeah. the first act is John Wick is a man that got out of this life of crime and the one tether he had to humanity was taken, well, was left and then the last little bit he had to cling on to was taken from him. And that is his tipping point back into But we this. learn he still has something. There's something he's holding on to, well, which I'm, we discussed. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, we'll come back to that. But I really think like the humane connection yeah. was the only thing he had with his wife and his dog in the first movie. Right. Um, you find out later, we'll get to that, that there are more ties that John Wick has, which are, is something I think is interesting that this movie elaborates on. Yeah. It's more like an origin for John Wick. Um, but when he loses that, it is that fall back into addiction or an abusive relationship. Kind of like a relapse. In a re- he relapses. Yeah. yeah. And then that is the, the basically what happens in John Wick 1. He relapses. And then 2 are all the repercu- repercussions of him relapsing. Action have consequences. Exactly. Yeah. And then the third one I saw, either he goes to the brink and he dies. Mm-hmm. I really... Excuse me for that spoiler. Maybe we'll bleep that out. I don't know. Um, well, I, actually, I don't even need to spoil that because there's a John Wick 4. So that's not yeah, really... Yeah, I mean, you can really leave some things up to your imagination. Right? Yeah. Um, but either like he... This is like the, the finale, the termination of this movie. Yeah. 
Um, or he gets out somehow and there's like a some kind of happy ending. I did not mm. see it going like continuing on. The thing is with this movie and like my, my kind of general like structural understanding of it or how it feels to me is that this movie feels it's not an act three. I don't even mean that all movies that are a third movie is an act three. Yeah. A lot of times they are. This movie, to me, feels like the second part of the second act because the world is getting kind of pushed out a little bit more. Yep. Characters are getting... Side characters are getting a little bit more of their time of day. Yep. They're introducing new people. Yep. But the seeds that are fully planted in the first two movies and now in this movie have not fully grown yet. So do you... Still. Do you think... And here's kind of where I'm like concerned a tiny bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this, does John Wick end in a fourth movie or does John Wick become the kind of action hero movie where you get to like seven or eight territory? It's hard to say because like... Like a Sylvester Stallone kind of movie. They've said, the quote is out there where it's like, if people keep trying to see these movies, we're going to keep making them. The thing is that you don't need John Wick to do John Wick movies now. You're talking the minute about like spin-off kind of movies. Spin-off if you if you you know you can make a movie about Halle Berry, Common, uh, other any any you can make up a new assassin yeah. to be in this in this world this universe. Yes. The world is very rich, um, and is becoming richer by the movie and by the ancillary products they're going to put out for it. So like, there's a lot you can do that you don't need Keanu Reeves. The minute you take Keanu Reeves out, though, it's not John Wick anymore. It's not John Wick. It's it's the concierge. It's the 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 what do they call yeah. the hotel? The um, Continental. The Continental. Yeah, you know that. It's I, yeah. that now I see. I could I could definitely see that. So I guess maybe the better question would be how many more movies with John Wick in the title do you see? I mean, you know, before. We saw three. I was hoping. <laughs> three, well, so, so maybe know? save the answer to that. Sure. I think. I think when we territory. maybe dissect it a little bit more, I can maybe better answer that. Yeah. That's where I'm at as far as like yeah. thinking about this movie right now. I don't want to be like too like overtly anxious about like how they attempt to wrap up the movie or the franchise or anything like that because I really just think it's been proven to be in capable hands. Absolutely. If that whole team signs up for John Wick Seven. I'm probably still going to like it. The minute like the director or a writer or so-and-so kind of drops out, that's when I think we might be able to get anxious about the product in a way. Speaking from experience, though, we do know in long-running franchises that is that tends to happen on a long enough timeline. Some people, they get tired of, you know... The project that I see, you know, like Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, I think love their characters. I think love what they've been doing for those franchises, right. but their but contracts ended. Nothing lasts forever. Exactly. So, yeah. so, but also no one's really gone. But I, yeah, no one's really gone. No one's really Especially gone. if we have movies about alternate dimensions. <laughs> so. This one's um, not though. Yeah. I think that's most of what I have to say that's spoiler free about this movie uh, without going too far into If you've it. seen the other John Wick movies, if you have been into awesome fight choreography, yes. beautiful set pieces and cinematography, yes. amazing set design, practical effects, yes. great direction, fun acting, that's also here. Yes, And yes, if yes. anything pumped up even to a level that you probably didn't think was going to happen. It really does. It, yeah. it escalates what happens in John Wick, which really John Wick 2 was an escalation of what happened in John Wick 1. I think 3 continues to sufficiently escalate that ramp 
even higher yeah. on the same sort without losing the kind of momentum that two had. And that's the thing that I will say as like another bridge, like if the Ooh. second act to a second act kind sure. of, um, it is very effective at that. I think. Yeah. I think the thing is, you know, we're used to a franchise feels like, I think it just feels good to an audience when it has like a completion, you know, like, yeah. No, even only to harken back to Endgame because I think it's it's very recently in our cultural zeitgeist. Sure. But it's also like we've seen the impossible happen. We've seen a miracle happen where the final set piece of, you know, there will be more MCU movies, but the final set piece to a 22 movie arc had finished and is satisfying. And people love it. That is it's so rare. Fucking insane. But the thing is, like, now that in all those 22 movies, as like the Infinity Saga, whatever they call it, yeah. now can live on as being like, no, these are all good. You can put because that in a book. The bookmark, it has yes. exactly. You can make a collector's edition of 24 movies and put that shit on and a And no one's going to be like, oh, well, the ending kind of. Uh, nope. You know? Yes. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's a novelty that's, in a that's way. It's really fucking hard to do. And it's not even like we're saying that every single movie in the MCU is perfect. Certainly not. Hell no. Yeah. But endings are hard. And mm. again, like you said kind of at the beginning of this whole uh, discussion, we would rather see something end on a high note rather than start yeah. to descend and peter out a little bit. Yeah. And I, I just – John Wick has so much momentum and so much, so much clean, concise storytelling. Yeah. Even when they do – expand things like it's very it's stuff you want to hear you know it's yeah. stuff you're just like oh shit they added like it, this movie adds like a whole other layer to the yes. film without showing its full hand about like what even the movie's all about or even what like you know john wick is i think as a franchise now when they after doing so much world building it's a lot about the individual verse bureaucracy yeah that's i think a lot of like what the the films are kind of about Especially in, in this one, by like some of what the adversaries look like to be, and like right. you know, it's John Wick versus systems. Yes, it's never John Wick versus individuals necessarily, right? You know? Because all the individuals are kind of in it with him. They're in it with him, or they're fodder. You know, even yeah. the highest individual can get taken out by John Wick, but John Wick can be oppressed systematically, right? You know, and I th I think that's kind of what maybe not what the movies are all about, but I think that's like kind of the thickest layer to, to the movies, you know? Yeah. He can't punch through like a organized system against him. Right. But he can punch through any fucking one and zero in his way. Right. Right. That's how I see Similar it. Similar kind of themes to the matrix, to Absolutely. this like oppressive system that you can't break your way out of. You mm -hmm. can't fight your way out of though. He tries. Right. And what you said about, you know, the other parts of that system, like he is so deeply ingrained in that system and that system is so tight knit yeah. that everybody who sees him knows who the fuck he is. And most of those people want to help him They don't because they him, also yeah. don't, they work within the system, but they don't love it. They have, they feel no love for it. There's so many times in, in the other movies where it's kind of like, Hey man, I'd love to help you. My hands are fucking tied though. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm trying to look out for me. Yes, because I'm trying not to get fucking roasted here. Yeah, I'm not trying to get moited. Which the system very much, even from the first John Wick, demonstrates it is willing to do. Right. Wow, yeah. That is, yeah. They're cool movies. And the thing is, like, you know, any, anyone, and I don't think it's, I don't think many people do say this, but, like, it's one of the smartest action movies out there. Yeah. And there is very little dialogue in it. And it just goes to show, like, 
how good the cinematic language is yes. and continues to be. Yes. Someone just needs to put a coin across the table and you're like, I get what the fuck's going on. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. That's also like, you know, from like prop design all the way up. Like the movies from the ground up are excellent. Yes. And they're not they're There's not a lot of wordplay. There's not a lot of necessarily like there's not a lot of the things that kind of make movies a little bit more complex. This movie is very different because what makes it complex is it's a lot of what's unsaid. It's, it's a, a lot it's of what a lot you of see. It is subtext. Exactly. And it's subtext underneath, again, otherwise, a fucking A-class action movie that yeah. is, like, really, I think, unparalleled in a lot of ways. At the end of the day, like, you know, if you're there to just see, like, kick stabs and shooting, that it does that It very fucking well. does that in spades. But if you're yeah. also there to, like, look at this and think, what else is it doing without having to say a lot? Yeah. It's also fucking kick-ass. With and that like, well. you know, it, it, the thing is, I think the positives to when, when we worry about what the future of John Wick could look like, I think that the positives that are there is like, we just got the third movie that gives you more and you're still satisfied and you're satisfied and yeah. you want more. We didn't leave this movie not wanting the fourth one. Right. Right. And, right. you know, I think that the positives that are there is just like, you know, it's it is satiating you. It is still giving you plenty to come back for. And at the same time, it's expanding this overall world and this overall thing. So, you know, I think I think at the moment, I think at, at least until 2021, we're still good. Yeah. I think in this next year, though, we're going to see the more ancillary push into comic books, games, books, things like that. Well, and I we're think, already seeing it. There's going to be a John Wick video game. Yeah, by uh, uh, Mike Biffle. Mike Biffle. Yeah. Yep. He did uh, Subsurface Circular and he, Quarantine Circular. He also was on the Kojima team for MGS4 or 5. I did not know that. I, I think he's an ex-Kojima guy, and then he started doing independent games. Okay. His first one was... Um, Thomas Was Alone. Thomas Was Alone. I think he also did a, another iOS stealth action game called... Volume. Yes. I think that was I think There's that was on consoles and might have made it to I don't know if volume was on iOS. There's another one. Maybe I can look it up during the break. Cause I think there's I remember he was like on an episode of Up at Noon back when like Greg Miller was still doing it for IGN. And gotcha. He, they, he looked tired because his he games was just are cool. Like, his games are cool. And like, you know, I was I was talking to like Burge about his day because I was telling him about the John Wick game. I'm like, the, the cool thing about the John Wick game, welcome to Talking Simulator. The cool thing about the John Wick game <laughs> that they're making is like it's not like a Batman Arkham game where it's not no, like about yeah. combat. It's it's about like strategically planning out like i'm gonna take this guy out then do this and then do this and then do this and then you hit go and then john wick does it and that's like i think almost more accurate to like how the character would react i bet bet john wick plans what he does out in like what feels like milliseconds to us but for him is like a it's almost like the um, like a chess match kind of like Like a chess match tactical he's he's choosing his actions very carefully you're the sherlock movies with robert downey jr where he kind of like he's like yeah yeah yeah. he plans it all out having to see that because it's corny yeah um it kind of works in that first movie um yeah can you imagine though like uh Arkham Asylum game like that kind of like yeah I don't mean to say I don't want that like that kind of combat almost a little bit more do you ever play Sleeping Dogs Sleeping Dogs fucks because Sleeping Dogs is all about grapples so is John Wick so is John Wick yeah so like grapples and then like finishers being like and using using the the environment to kind of like as a weapon nah man fuck yeah anyway all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about spoilers for John Wick 3, Parabellum, 
close this section off. I I fucking love this movie. I am cautiously optimistic, but also excited to see more John Wick. Yeah. We obviously recommend it. If you've been on board with the John Wick train already, go see it. If you're listening to this and, and haven't given John Wick a try, uh, sorry. I mean, I don't think we spoiled anything. It's an action movie. But go do yourself a favor. I think you we're got, you got spoiler light, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, go see go see the films. They're great. Cool. They're the smartest action movies on the market. Amen. This side of Fury Road. Hey. Well, yeah. Well, if we're not getting Fury Road 2, then. There you go. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's own film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the HBO series Deadwood. Deadwood. Didn't like the first two seasons. Nah, I'm lying. The third season was the best. I don't know any of the actors in that movie. It's not a fucking movie. It's a show on HBO. And I think they're making it into a movie. That's what I heard. They make everything into movies. They recycle everything. Um, But yeah, Deadwood's fucking dope. I ride with that. Got nothing to say about it. What do you hope they do in the movie? Treat women better? This has been another episode of It's Fits. So John Wick 3, Parabellum. Parabellum. What did you think of that name before seeing the movie? Before seeing the movie, didn't need it. But that one After line... After seeing the movie... And here's the thing. I took like pretty much immediately continue our conversation before spoil- spoilers about yeah. like a John Wick 4. I promise, promise... We'll talk specifically about this movie. Yeah. The idea that Parabellum means, what is it? To start a war? To have peace, you have to start war. Yes. Basically. So really like this movie is kind of the setup for like an even bigger war. John Wick needs to, if John Wick wants to be out of the game and to find peace, he needs to, to fight. Engage this war. He has to do this. Which war. I really, again, going into this is, it's going to break down to like expectations versus what actually, versus the reality. But yeah, I really expected this to be the final chapter. It makes more, way more sense that this movie has a subtitle now that I know it's more set up for another movie and not like the final part of yeah. this trilogy. This might be, you know, the same way that I described it being like a bridge of John Wick 2.5. Maybe this is three. Yeah. And then John Wick 4 is is the 3.5, you know? Could be. Whoever, you know, however you want to dice it up like I am, I don't know. Yeah. But. I mean, like you said, if this is like the second part of the second movie, like right. the, the second movie is broken up into two, and then the third, the fourth one is kind of like, you know, we're, we think, tend to think in the rule of threes, that's just kind of how film works a lot of the time, and but like not human all nature the time. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, it, it, it really feels like it would be three like that's the kind of inclination yeah. the, the pull but i think it doesn't thing, have to be it doesn't have to be i think the thing that kind of makes us the most anxious is that like we're questioning whether or not this was artificially extended yeah you know i think that's i think that's kind of the root of the anxiety is just like 
should this have ended here? Was yes. this always a part of the plan? At what point did they decide to extend it? What does this next chapter even look like? I think we know what this next chapter is going to look like, but... I mean, you know, the the promise after John Wick 2 was John Wick versus the world. Yes. That's the, that is the setup, and we get that. And it's almost like, um, not underwhelming, but to see him kind of so quickly... Come back. Kind of go back to it. Like, yeah. he goes on this whole long journey... Kind of just to go back to the Continental to do this assassination mission that yeah. he almost goes through with, and then doesn't. And uh, which I mean, really, there is a line in this movie that is, I, it's I've never seen someone fight so hard to wind up right back where they started. I almost kind of wish they like wallowed in that a little bit more. Like that's like a kind of a longer character beat. I would have liked to see kind of stretched. If anything, that part was like a weird distraction. Like that that is starting to get away from the simple elegance that makes these movies so effective. Like yeah. that kind of bit like probably the Halle Berry scene into the scene where he's wandering wandering through in the, the desert, desert. Yeah. And then he has to do his Assassin's Creed moment to go back. So Assassin's Creed maybe my least favorite part of the movie. It I think, and I'm going to come back and talk about the, why I did not fully love the Halle Berry scene, action scene, as much as I could have. Sure. I'll come back to that. Cool. I, I think in terms of like the, you know, assassination or cut off his assassin finger, you know, I think that they, they cover, they're trying to cover more thematic ground by having him do this giant gesture of, you know, by him... He is so confident that he can carry the memory of his wife that he can cut off his wedding finger as sacrifice. Um, or I see that almost differently. Is like, yeah. in order to live, in order to keep this memory, of he has her, to forget a little bit. Or? He has to walk away from the thing that made him human and go right back to where he was before. So he the had ring's this almost thing. like a. It's too much of an anchor into. Humanity. He has to kind of. Well, that's the way that they see it. But really, when he goes to see Winston in the Continental, Winston's the one who turns him right back around. Is like, is that really how you want to live? Yeah. And even though he's given up that finger, he he kind of walks that back that decision pretty much immediately. That's. I think that's the thing. Like, I I think I'm okay with like the the mechanism of how it all happens. Yeah. I just kind of wish that we just get a little bit more time to kind of sit in it, you know, maybe have like a little bit more of like, whether it's outside sources questioning his decision or maybe private moments of him questioning it, but really not really sure how to, how to frame it. If anything, Winston is his like real closest friend that he still has. That's what it seems like, you know, you know, and I, that and like the homeless click apparently, even them, like, they there have are, they have skin are, in the game. They have prof- yeah. those are like more professional courtesy kind of things. Those right. are like like you said, kind of the parts of the bureaucracy that also doesn't necessarily care for the bureaucracy. Yeah, and has nothing against John Wick, who is very much within this bureaucracy. Well, they're like, the you know the the phrase I think that's used is, is under the table. Yeah, because there's the there's this idea that I think is seated in John Wick too. It's been a while since I've seen it, but. It de- definitely is. They talk about the high table the for high the table. first time. Yeah. Yes. So in this movie, the and I think what's brilliant about uh, this movie, like in the few sparse words that they use, they make like the kind of uh, wordplay means so much where they're like, there's this whole organization called the high table, 
But now when they do anything that's kind of against their rule, they get to call it under the table, which is just like a phrase that everyone understands. It just works. It yeah. just makes so much sense. Yes. You know, it's a brilliant wordplay, yeah. you know. And it's something that they they never need like a long exposition dump. You just they, get it's it. all just so carefully like put in there yeah. in little bits that like like you said, the, the cinematic language of it communicates so much. Like mm-hmm. when the adjudicator comes and yeah. she just slides that big gold coin, the first thing is like, okay, gold coin. I know these are important. I know the coins are important as a currency and I know mm. the markers, which are basically like a bigger version of the, the coin. Basically, of, yeah. Are more important. This is a different metal coin. What the fuck is that? It's blue. And then you kind of realize like, you know, you I, I don't think that you, you knew that John Wick's actions would have consequences, but I don't think that we thought that its consequences would ripple to Absolutely. the entire, throughout this entire kind of bureaucratic yes. system. And she's essentially the like hitman auditor, you know, she's like right. hitman IRS in a way. Yes. And that's what she's like, I'm here to, to fucking like, cause they, they all could have operated without that. But because it's an organization, it's like, I know that you bended the rules for this person. Right. And I know you guys are friends. Can't like, it's like, so it's like someone coming from corporate to yeah. make sure the restaurant like, is like up hey, to code. You can't do that. Yeah. You, yeah. And I'm the person to make and sure it doesn't happen. That. Yeah. And she doesn't have, she doesn't shoot anybody. She doesn't. She doesn't do any action in the movie. Yeah. But she just has like all this this clout. She was a film. great character. She's great. She walked onto the scene and like the, she has the, the intro craziest her, eyes. The intro to her is like yeah. this like crazy like John Wick movies. I love them very much. Yeah. Their musical choices often are like just teetering over the edge of corny, but like effective for what they need to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's by design as yes. well. You yes. Know? I think uh, it just like rides the line there, like. I don't know this for sure, but like every Marilyn or every song from John Wick one and two kind of sounds like a Marilyn Manson song or like the, the like Italian like scene in Rome kind of yeah. sounds like an Evanescence song, but like yeah. not quite. And it then the, the song at the end of this movie kind of sounds like a Godsmack song that, well, that was terrible. That's the, that's my main criticism, criticism against the movie. I thought it was funny that we didn't get our dance club action sequence in this movie, you but can't the, do that three times in a row, but the last act of it, Kind is of, kind just of. like is because they like set the mood lighting and then let's go to the sick mirror room to fight. It's like it's all kind of the same. Well, so to back this up, something we talked about in about the second John Wick movie to like yeah. kind of bring this back to the, the beginning of the movie. Um, we talked in John Wick 2 how when John Wick is fighting someone like Common yeah. or is fighting someone like um, I forget the actress's name, but she's like mute. In the second John Wick movie. Oh, uh, that's um, not Ronda Rousey, right? No, it's, no, no. She is another... She's like a uh, UFC-ish she, she person. She went through like a little... Because she was in Triple X, remember? She was in like a bunch of like kind of those action movies. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Not Ronda Rousey. She's, she's from Orange is the New Black, I think, is where she kind of like came up. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so she did like a little run of like movies mm-hmm. kind of in that same vein Kind of all at once, like right at, towards the end of Orange is the New Black and like right around the time of John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about how like absent from the first John Wick movie is John Wick like coming into people who are a little bit more his equal. Yeah. And a little bit more like the fights with those people are a little less snappy. Just like 
John Wick putting them in an arm bar and then shooting them in the chest and then shooting them in the head, like having more of a kind of back and forth. Yeah. This movie elaborates on that even more. And then even, a lot. And it even kind of upgrades the cannon fodder by the end. It does. Where it's just like, yo, these dudes, you can't just fucking you arm bar and just like take well, out normal. kind of even from the beginning, like the cannon fo- fodder puts up way more of a fight True. than it does. I mean, that's seen in John Wick too, because the people he starts fighting once his contract is up are lesser assassins to common. Yes. Like that that kind of uh, uh, tier opens up a little bit. And that's kind of something I was I was like missing a little bit from like the later parts of John Wick 3. Because yeah. John Wick 3 opens with something very similar. Because John Wick 2 ends with like him. He's fighting like they don't even have names, but they're just like there's the chubby assassin. There's this guy. Mm-hmm. They're fun. The guys that they kill with a pencil. They're interesting. Yeah. And yep. then in this movie, like, it's still there. But, like, I don't think... The movie opens up so... The, the first action sequences in the beginning of this movie are so perfect. Because it's the book scene. And then the with, knife. I promised, I promised myself I was not going to forget that guy's name. It was, Do like, know it? Ethan or Evan or... Like, the, the first guy he fights... Because really, like, that is kind of... dude is so tall. I, well, I was like, who's this Andre the Giant-looking motherfucker? And then... Okay. Um, I don't... Obviously don't know the actor's name, yeah. but I promised myself I was going to remember the, the, the Ernest. characters. Ernest, that's it. Yeah. Yes, Ernest. Is he a uh, basketball player? He's very tall. Um, that first scene is very much like, okay, this is somebody who is not John Wick. He's not going to win this fight, but he's going to give... Way more of a fight yeah. than most of the other people that John Wick has come into. The world of John Wick is trying to teach you that everything can be a threat at all times. That's like yes. what the end of John Wick 2 is trying sure. to sell you on. And yeah. that's the beginning of... that's. I think, you know, if anything, the beginning of John Wick 3 kind of feels like an extension of 2. Because, like, it takes place right after, yeah. obviously. But he's still kind of doing the same song and dance that he's doing at the end of 2. Where it's like, he's in New York City. He's like, oh, fuck... I don't know who to trust. I'm going to go to this library. It's this dude here now. I really think that first act is my favorite part of this movie. I agree. Because I think that the second act, as entertaining as it is, he just has to go... He has to go right back to New York. Yeah. That's how the movie has to kind of culminate. Which is what happens in John Wick 2 as well. Sure. He goes to yeah. Rome, which I love. I just watched John Wick 1 and 2 yesterday. Yeah. So, um, I... I like how he has that like James Bond esque moment where he like just goes to another country. He has for a to little suit while. up. He go goes to like a, another yeah. and like the suiting up scene in John Wick Two is my favorite scene in that movie. It's perfect. Which I'm glad goes, they didn't try to hit it too hard again. In they did John not. Wick 3, no, and that's which is good. There is a, yeah. that fun little part in the beginning where he's like building his own gun out of mm-hmm. the like antique revolvers. And he's that he taking uses. his time, and he's like, "This isn't gonna fucking work." So he's just like mismatching. He's just them. like yeah, like taking them apart and putting them back together in like the kind of like. Fallout 4, customize your gun kind of thing that you wouldn't really expect anyone would actually be able to do it in real life. It is very video gamey, but if anyone can do it... The thing I was thinking yeah. was, you could probably do that with that kind of weaponry, like that older style of weaponry, because that's just how shit was made back then. I almost think like less so because it's so like not factory made that it's like it's almost everything's proprietary to nation. 
So it's kind of like does Spanish does Spanish revolver um, hammer fit into European stock or whatever? I don't know. It know? was still cool. And then he shot I'm it. Not trying to. And yeah, then he fired it, it like cool. once or twice, and that was it. Well, he, yeah, he went through all that trouble putting the whole thing together. But then the minute that dude, he just needed it to shoot the one he guy who walked through the door, and he blew that murders him. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that like for and this movie is mostly you know shooty stabby kicks. I don't think the movie hits on the same highs as those first two action sequences in it. No, I the agree. Ni- the knife scene, the in knife scene is, in, is in fucking sane. Knife it's, museum. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Where they're just bashing into glass and taking knives yes. and like... Oh my And it's fuck. in the trailer too, but it's it's like so crazy. Dude, it is sublime. And yeah. that's another thing I noticed about John Wick 3. Like, obviously 1 and 2 were very violent. There's a lot of close-up headshots yeah there's a little bit less gunplay in this movie which i think is is on purpose because again the ending i think is where it kind of catches up or even when you're in um there's a lot more gunplay in the Halle Berry scene yeah for sure yeah but a lot of this movie is again people who are giving john wick a little more friction yeah which is also interesting and like because of that there's a lot less of just I'm going to shoot you in the chest and then in the head. Yeah. It's more, you know, the kind of back and forth and like a little bit more drawn out. Once he realizes that the people have armor, he's just like, all right, well, where are the gaps? The neck. Yes. So then you start to see, you start understanding. He's like, I need to bend your head back and shoot you in the neck 15 times. But even before that, I'm talking about like the knife scene. Sure. Where like that, those, that scene just fucking goes. And instead of, you know, just continuing to throw fodder at, at John, it's much more, okay, we're going to introduce a finite amount of guys and they're going to remain in play until they are very much not. They're so dead. Yes. Yeah. It's not like it, this movie is very much, it's not wave after wave. Yes. John Wick 1 is very much so wave after wave. John Wick is the strongest character in the movie. Which I think is a smart choice because that kind of like instant death that he's dealing out is very shocking when you see it in John Wick 1. A little less so in 2. So in 2. We're getting desensitized to, to it. But yeah. in, by making those fights a little bit more drawn out, a little mm-hmm. more knockout, it's the violence, I think, hits a little harder. Yeah. Also, I think it is gorier. Like, some of the kills in this movie are fucking he, crazy. He blows some people's fucking heads off with the shotgun. Yes. Like, like you we'll see, like, about that shotgun scene. parts moving. Yeah. I'm still kind of on, like, the knife scene. Like, when he sticks yeah. that knife in that guy's eye. Ooh, even when oh, yeah, he I ki- forgot about that. Yeah. Even when yeah. he kills that first guy, whose name I already, I already forgot. The book again. guy. Ernest. Ernest. Yeah. Well, he that shoves his fucked. Well, like you know, he's beating the shit out of him, and you're just like, yeah, he's gonna fucking win. But then, like, did he need to put the book in his mouth and then bend it and his jaw then, off, and then break his neck on the book? On the book, yeah. I was just like, this is, cra-. and then he puts the book right back where it is. It's just, yeah. He almost so gets good. to like levels of like Jason Voorhees kills or like Mike Myers. Yeah. Michael Myers. Sorry. I had a I had a moment watching this movie questioning whether or not he was gonna die by the end of it. Like before we really get into act three, where it's kind of solidified that he he's not, because if he hasn't already, it's like not really happening. Well, and also the fact that we went I really wish the big biggest spoiler I had for this movie was that there was gonna be a John Wick four. It took the it, it took the the wind out of the sails a little bit. But mm-hmm. I almost like I had a moment of questioning would this movie, would this franchise ever dip into the magical surrealism of being like bringing John Wick back from the dead or some shit like that. And not in like a goofy way, but like is it is it ever possible, you know? Like like could they do something like cuz like we see that with 
characters like the Terminator, characters like Jason Ford, like characters like uh, Michael Myers, like they come back in interesting ways. And what is John Wick but not the Boogeyman? The Boogeyman. What is literally he, not? he is yeah. the Boogeyman. Yes. So, and like I don't think like I I could see very easily them introducing into this world the idea of lack of a better term magic. They didn't, and, and that's I not what happened. I think that's probably where it would jump the shark for me, honestly. I think that's where I would tune out as well. It's, but, but you see kind of where my like logic is going a little it's bit? It's getting dangerously close to that when yeah. he is fighting the knife guys. The yeah. ninjas, basically. And they're doing that trick where they're like... Which is a really cool moment when you see it the works guy well. in Grand yeah. Central... Disip- do the like disappearing and you thing, realize he has like a twin like, right or because no, is that what they're kind of getting at when he fights so. the two guys at I the think end they're just so able. Well, he kills one of them anyway so i think they're just yeah. so able to blend into the crowd yeah but then it's such a That's great moment when he shot. does the same when thing. he does it it's like oh fuck but he has another moment like that at the end when he's fighting the the main bald guy yes um and he does the like reflective mirror like trick where you, he starts using the yes. what cannot be seen as a defense. Yes, um, and then great. John Wick does it right back to him, and that yeah. is that moment is so perfect, good, it's so good um, that it's just it's the reminder that like John Wick, there is no one that can beat John. Like John Wick is just. He is undefeatable. And I think he, I think this movie kind of teaches you that the only thing that can defeat him is himself. Yes. The only thing that can defeat him if if it's his his weakness is is choosing is to relapse, kind of what you said earlier. Yes. Is for him to choose to be the boogeyman. Right. And that temptation to I think John Wick is afraid of death. I think that's that's kind of what I'm gathering from this movie is that John Wick is afraid of death, not for his own well-being, but he's like, if I die, the memory of Helen dies with me. Which is such a... It's, a, oh, it's chef's so kiss. It's good. Perfect. And it's, they only need to say it a little bit. They only I need know. to do it a little bit. Because at a certain point, you almost have the feeling like, why does John Wick want to keep living? What does he have to fight for And anymore? the answer to that question, just preserving the memory of his wife. It's so wholesome. Wow. And perfect. And like, you know... It, it, the 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 use again like there's such good for the little language that is used in the movie it's it's used so well where you know it's things like you forfeited your life yeah the system is being like you you gave up your life you you've been dead since we excommunicated you we're just trying to put you in the ground yeah you know so it's like what does the boogeyman have left to fight for and, and it's and it's memories which are fleeting and love which is fleeting and it's this thing that is that is the intangible and all this dude wants is to just rest yeah and chill with his dog and yeah. no one's letting him have it you yes. know it's you know it's it's on the same that moment for me was kind of on the same level as you saw the colbert bit right where i don't know if i have oh have you not seen this bit yeah so keanu reeves was on colbert promoting, oh keanu, and he asked him this. yes I have yes seen this, yeah and i saw that one segment colbert says to him what happens when we die? What do you think happens when we die, Keanu Reeves? And yeah. that moment has a lot of weight to it because Keanu has, has lost a lot of people, yeah. experienced a lot of loss very recently, and it's also I think impactful because Stephen Colbert himself has gone through significant amounts of loss. He yeah. lost both his brothers and his dad in a plane crash when he was very young. Mm-hmm. So for Keanu to just not miss a beat to just and then say, "I think the ones who love us will will miss us." Yeah. So, like, just 
he, he said so little, but like it really says is just, so much. It really yeah. does. And I think and it does reinforce the movie's thesis in a way. For yeah. Sure, you know? That that philosophy like is there. Yeah. And that's, I think, also what makes this movie so kind of earnest and endearing and why it can't be anybody but Keanu Reeves. Because mm-hmm. I think that philosophy is very much part and parcel to Keanu Reeves as well. It reminds me in like, you know, call me out if it's a little out of left field, but it like reminds me of the end of Civil War. Captain America's Civil War, uh-huh. where Tony Stark... Not the, not the American Civil War? It's reminds me of the end of the American Civil War, where uh-huh. Tony Stark's... <laughs> where um, Tony Stark learns that Bucky killed his parents. Right. And Tony Stark, if anyone knows that Bucky is a reformed person, he doesn't even have control of his actions, but at the end of the day, he's like, he killed my mom. I'm gonna murder him. Yeah. And that's kind of like... That, that one that also same, has so much weight. Has so much weight. He killed my mom. What the... F- he killed, gonna, my mom. he killed my mom. And like That's he it, knows you know? he's being irrational. But. Exactly. But he's just going to do it. And I think like Keanu or uh, John Wick has, I don't think he's irrational in what he's doing. Yeah. I think, or, you know, he, he might be irrational to it's, the world. He's rationalized it himself. It's you know? pure. If nothing else, it's, it's so pure. pure. Yeah. And like, you know, it's that just kind of visceral anger or visceral like fight to survive. Because, you know, I think this movie teaches you that he's not. He's never been fighting for himself. Right. He's been fighting for two for all three of these movies well, now, you know? I mean, really, for one, he's just fighting out of... A, it's a backlash. It is a, a rage. Yeah. It is It is just, this is the last thing I had left, and you took it from me, yeah. and now I'm going to kill you because that's all I know how to do. I don't know how to deal with this grief any other way, mm-hmm. and I have nothing left to stop me from doing it. Yeah. And then... Going into two is him really very much wanting to be like, I want to go back to this. But again, it's that theme of like, when you relapse, if you've gotten out and you relapse, it's going to be very, very, very hard to get out again, if not impossible. I think that's why when he goes to see Winston and he just kind of decides not to kill him, that moment just falls a little flat for me. I think it makes sense. I, th- I think it makes sense. I think it would have been more poetic if it was closer to the end of this trilogy. Yeah. Because that would have been his choice to say, you know what? I could just keep going. I could yeah. just kill everyone. But this is the only way I'm actually going to get peace mm. is to just stop. I mean, I get and, that. And, like, and yeah. Winston being his friend would be the thing that's like stopping him. This is like yeah, but they kind of write themselves out of that corner by just they're trying to get to like the thing really quickly. They want to make a fourth John Wick movie, yeah, for sure. And the thing is, like, it's not even so much that I need him to. I just wish that maybe the decision making was a little bit more elongated because the movie really is just like he's seeking. What he's looking for is the head of the table, right? The head of the high table. That's essentially who he meets in the desert. You know. I'm not quite sure who that character is. It, well, the way they describe it is someone who's above the high table. Okay. But what he, what does he say to Halle Berry, what he wants from this guy? Guidance. He's aimless. Yeah. So he gets pointed in a direction, which does lead to ultimately what he wants. But, but the direction he, that he's pointed in, you know, he's... It is. It's still poetic. And, like, you know, I think questioning the movie is important. And to reiterate that we really, like what it ends up doing yeah but like you know we're only having this discussion because of how much we like this movie exactly and we're just trying to dissect it but if like, we didn't you know, like it that much we'd be like eh whatever yeah. and then move on and then be done yeah. so you know if he's like this 
if he's aimless, which is a word that ties inherently into weaponry by aiming. So if he's a weapon that is aimless and then he seeks someone who points him in a direction, like pointing a gun at someone, because that's essentially what he is. He's a weapon who doesn't know what to shoot at anymore. He's just, he's He's, like death. Yeah, exactly. And he, he seeks out this person. He's seeking out guidance. And the person essentially picks him up and is just like, I'm pointing you at Winston. Yeah. If you got, if you want to, you know, if you're trying to reverse what's going on here, because you're just so fucking done with everything, these are your options. And like, I really, I do really like that. That Mm -hmm. I do like. I like that kind of like circular kind of plot structure there. It's just when he gets there, he gets just so like, changes his mind so quick. Here's the thing though, is you talk about like being in that system and being part of that system and like the fight to not be in that system. Yes, John Wick he is excommunicado, so he no, can no longer go to Winston, who we know who is established to be his friend, a friend of John Wick. Right. John Wick is lost without that. Mm-hmm. He goes to find this guy because it's the only kind of guidance that he knows that he can turn to because no one else will help him. He right. has the marker so that Halle Berry will help him. Yeah. And then he has... And she doesn't even really fucking want he, to. He has the yeah. cross so that his, um, his kind of origin birthplace tribe. family tribe he kind of uses yes, that phrase will help right? him yeah but even they are reluctant to help him and the, the one thing i'm kind of surprised we didn't see is any kind of repercussion to halle berry that probably will come in for i mean they really see it in a lot of by yes. bringing up her daughter and those yes. things like that's kind of There's like a lot that could be there. a movie yes, yes. <laughs> which i think is why they said it but what ultimately happens is he goes and gets that guidance from basically the head of bureaucracy the head of bureaucracy picks him up and yep. aims him like a gun to Winston, his really his last friend who would only help him out of the their kinship. Yeah. He John Wick didn't die in that hour because because Winston willed it so. And he's only getting pointed back at Winston because he was helped by him. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And again, think about this. John has no hold over Winston. Mm-hmm. Winston kept John alive because he willed it so. Yeah. Halle Berry helped him because he had the marker, but she fucking hated him for oh, it. Oh, yeah. She did not want to do his, that at all. His tribe helped him because he had the ticket. And they felt they faced consequences. did not want to. Yeah. Winston helped him because he was his friend. Mm-hmm. So when the bureaucracy that John turns to because he's completely without guidance picks him up and aims him at Winston, he says, I'm not a gun. Yeah. Even though he says yes to get out of that situation, mm-hmm. but when he actually goes to see Winston, all it takes is that like Winston saying that like, one shake. Of, what if you didn't? Yeah, and John was like, "What if I didn't?" I guess like you know, it, the movie doesn't necessarily give you, and I buy that one hundred percent. And the movie just I don't think gives you enough in the way of like um, character introspection. Um, so we don't know. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, but what do we say at the top of this? episode sure. that it does so much so much is so little so little yeah no it's true i guess i don't i don't want like a self monologue by keanu reeves in a mirror or something i don't want that i mean you know? saying that's that not that a thing i want if that moment didn't land for you as well that's totally fine sure but i do think it's there in the text agreed yeah i think i think it's there in the text i think it works i think it just didn't 100 percent work for me but that could also be like a 
I watch it again and it gets better. Because again, yeah. these are hot takes. Totally. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so 100%. And I buy that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I want to see this movie again. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to definitely want to see this movie ASAP. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I liked where it wound up there. I mean, again, at the end, kind of Winston sort of betrays him a little bit. Well, does he? I, mean, I don't think he does. I think yeah, he I very think much it... intended. I, I, I was saying this to Eleanor in the car. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit before we started you this. Fuckers. I know. I broke the rules. Yeah, I fine. broke the rules. That's it. Well, Here comes the adjudicator. You're excommunicado. Excommunicado. Um, if Winston wanted to kill John because he totally like caught John off guard, he would have shot him in the head. Exactly. He and knows. Instead, he, he knows John's him. wearing the Kevlar suit. Yes, he knows that. I, I He's think, a tough I think motherfucker. John, I think John knew. Like, yeah, yeah. John, John jumped. Looked, John jumped over that building. He jumped over it. Like it all seemed so staged. Yes, and and uh, you know maybe he didn't want to fall that hard. So then, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, but then you know, kind of like. And, I mean, you know, maybe there's still more stuff to talk about before we get to like maybe the end. End. Yeah, there's still some him, some points I want to hit on. But yeah. him talking to Lawrence Fishburne and, and, and Lawrence Fishburne at, being like, "Are you mad?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm mad." And it's you know, it kind of harkens back almost to the line where it's like, "Are you out of retirement?" And he's like, "I'm thinking I'm back." I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of that same that same energy is there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious to see how they play that. Like, if he's actually mad at Winston or he's yeah. just mad at the high table. Well, the thing is, like, you know, if this is Parabellum, which is like. If you want peace, you need to have war. So this is the the setup of what the war of John McFour is going to be. Yeah. So who's fighting in the war? Because at the end of this movie, it seems that the Continental has been... Um, uh, I forget the, the word that they use, but it's re back. it's re it's back. Yes, and it's not again. It's not against the the high table anymore. They're not on like the shit list. If anything, I think that might be just so they get off their back immediately, so yeah. they can regroup. Because he does say, Winston does say to the adjudicator, "Yeah, this is we're New York," and he's referring to the homeless population yes. and all the other like he has allies, which I'm assuming that like. You know, if if John McFour is in a way the um, Mass Effect Two, and what I mean by that that reference is that like you know, doing Mass all Effect the side two, missions, doing all the side. Well, you know, it's, it's about getting a band together so yes. you can kind of fight the big fight. Yeah. So you know, maybe John McFour in a way it will be about like who are the allies now to take over this. Who do we get? Who do we yeah. get in on this fight? You yeah. Know? Which you know, very it could I could very much see the theme. I personally hope four is the last one because I, again I really don't want to see these movies run. I out want to be the last like John Wick one. I'd be down for more, more Hitman, yeah, yeah. whatever you know. Um, but I could see that being like they've said multiple times during these movies, like the rules are what keeps us from the animals. Yeah, and but the movie's also so focused around animals. Well, yes, but I also think maybe the theme in four could be like yes. But does it have to be these rules? And who chooses sure. what these rules are? Yeah, questioning the the power structure at B. Yes. Resisting it, things yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I totally buy that. I mean, I think John Wick 4, from what it seems like, you know, it's going to be a war of ideologically. I, 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 ideolo- uh, ideologically? I don't even think that's it. Ide- ideal- Ideologies. That's the one. So yeah, a war against that. But also, you know, and I think it's also like we have this like bureaucratic power structure, but when when you break it down, like they're all of these structures that are at place so that individuals can make money. 
Sure. Right. Yes. So yes, like, it I is think, a structure of capitalism. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So 100%. like, that's like, you know, and it's like individualist capitalism too. Cause like, you know, all these people are trying to, I think even the idea is like, you know, if seven people take down John Wick, they split the $14 million bounty. Yes. So, you know, I think that's, that's well, all at play. One thing you know? that they set up in the beginning that I thought was just going to be like a running gag throughout the movie was the uh, price on his head. I thought it that only, was just going to keep going up. It only went up one more up. million and yeah. then it got taken away. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was going to keep going up throughout yeah, the Yeah, to the point the where they're just like, oh my God, it's it's whatever this movie grossed <laughs> at the end of it. The New York State Lottery is yeah. now up to $100 million on like, John Wick's head. On John Wick's head. I'd buy that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could have seen that at the I'd end. I'd be into but, it. Um, yeah. Sorry, Mike, if editing that part is hell. Um, but um, some of the other bits I wouldn't want to just get to. I think if we're finishing up that, um, sure, yeah, we can so just like quick things. It. We talked about the, the the fucking knife museum was awesome. Sick. Uh, the book horse, scene, the horse. Oh my scene, god, horse murder. Give me a Red Dead Redemption he Two flashback. Horses as a gun, basically. Yep, that was fucking. Crazy. I also liked how like <laughs> the movie. In all three movies have only ever killed one animal. And I just love that. Like, yes. there's like so many of these scenarios where animals aren't around. Yes. And this movie gives you the closest scare to that happening, which I'm yes. sure we're about to get to. I think we're just about there. But the, in the horse scene, like, I love that all the horses are only mildly freaking out. Yes. And that's not me knocking it. They're shooting guns in the stadium. Yeah, the horses, the horses are, just, are just, like, just like, oh my God, ah, this is great. You guys. But it harkens back to the idea of John Wick, New York City. No one gives a fuck what no you're doing. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> No, the, he murders that guy in Grand Central, and people are yes. He like stabs the dude like three times in Grand Central. Yes, and, and no like, one even notices. Like, whatever, it's kind of the running gag. Of the yeah, movies. which like I again, I'm, which I'm is like it. a very insider New York kind of joke. I, it, I, it has to be that joke, right? Yeah, it has I mean, to like, be that joke. When they're doing the fight on the path train, him in common. It's yeah, like, people are just like kind of happens like two or three times a day anyway. So it's like not that big, especially of a, in the world of John Wick, where apparently everyone's an assassin. Yes, like I'm also, sure it's yes. like oh, there's more assassin beef. Yes. Well, I guess I'll go to my nine to five. Or when they're like just casually like walking down the and shooting the, the silencers, like shooting yeah. the silence pistols at each other, yeah. just taking pot shots at each other, <laughs> and no one is noticing. It's, it's great. Perfect. Um. So you brought up Halle Berry. Yes. Um, I think she looks great in this movie. Oh yeah. Her and and Keanu Reeves have both aged very well. Yep. They um, have the secret sauce. She really acts the shit out of the scene that she's in. She's only really kind of in that like. Act two block we're talking to, or almost like the the beginning of Act two, so to speak. Specifically, the most dialogue heavy scene of this movie, I think, when John is sitting there speaking to Halle Berry and yeah. giving her the marker. She's doing a great job. Her like kind of monologue about her daughter there is kind of made me think like, oh yeah, Halle Berry is an Academy Award winning actress. I mean, I could easily see like. Them doing a spinoff where it's the Halle Berry yes. one and then getting back to John Wick or something like that. Now, getting, you know? getting back to this, um, I brought this up a little while ago. Uh, yeah. The part about the Halle Berry scene, which I thought was cool, but mm-hmm. the part that distracted me a little bit and ultimately like took me out of it and made me not like the scene quite as much as some of the other action scenes in this movie. Yeah. Although, again, it's fucking cool. Yes. Part of the reason that I like John Wick so much as an action movie, the, the whole franchise, is because... Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, for a long time, has very much been, like, he came up really as a martial artist. Yeah. He does 
the majority of his own stunts, barring like a few of the big ones. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when he's like doing judo on people and like he's doing he it. He is doing it. Yeah. And that is why John Wick is able as a franchise to like really focus like the way it's directed in the action scenes really focuses a lot on long takes, a lot on close takes, yeah. a lot on steady takes. You need to have the actor there you for really, it. Like Keanu is, it's not just a Keanu Reeves movie in that like he's the actor there. He is present a hundred percent in those stuff. in those stunt scenes, yeah. which allows them to really like do some pretty incredible stunt work. Yeah, when Halle Berry is in the scene, and I think it's partially Halle Berry and partially how much the dogs are in that scene that you can immediately see how the editing style changes. Yeah. In a way that was a little bit distracting. She's doing like the Black Widow stuff, you know. Where yeah. it, it is very much shot and directed in the way where like Halle Berry is not present in the same way that Keanu Reeves is. Sure. Because I think a lot of those scenes were shot for a stunt double. So a lot of it's behind yeah. the back. A lot of it is a lot more shaky. Like that whole scene is a lot more shaky. And again, I think partially this is maybe Halle Berry. I don't know whether Halle Berry does the same kind of stunt work that Keanu Reeves does. Yeah. I'm assuming not. It might be safe to say, yeah. Who knows? But also yeah. because they are doing so much with the dogs in that scene and I mean, how difficult yeah. it is to film a scene That, that scene is, you now that you mention it, and I, I think, you know, we both like the scene because, like, it is very different from other John Wick it's scenes. It's a cool scene. It's very tactical. It's very corridor shooty where yes. they're, like, you know, if it's the whole room that they're really fighting in is, like, divided into quadrants and it's kind of like Halle Berry, like, taking cover, utilizing the dogs to kind of, like, either stun people so she can kill them or yes. she stuns people so the dogs can go for another nut they, shot. They have different fight styles, which is yeah, cool. which is sick. Yeah. yeah. And seeing both of them do their thing on like two different planes of action in the same shot mm-hmm. was cool. I think what took me out of that scene was that uh, the dogs had the same kill move and like drag move for they every everyone. kill. They're, dude, so Which many. like I also really like because it is cheesy and I'm in. But that's also like how I'm a dog in. would attack somebody. I'd imagine. Yeah, they you, go for the nuts. <laughs> they go for the soft parts, the yeah. neck or the nuts. But they do the same. They did like the same like tug thing. Which like again, I'm not trying to like knock it. It's not even a nitpick. I just noticed it. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, it's fine. And that's all I mean. Yeah, is yeah. like the scene was a little bit more distracting than some of the other John Wick. It's a very different. Uh, it's a very. It's just. It's very different. Just different. Movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and all. it's still cool. I mean, it's yeah. still very serviceable, and it's seeing her do the things is still cool. So many nuts get obliterated in this movie. This movie hates testicles. Yeah, but like you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Which also great line when Halle Berry says like he shot my fucking dog. And John was just like. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And it's just like... <laughs> pretty good. I, did you think they actually shot that dog? I had a no, brief no, no, moment no, where I was it, like... It, it pretty clearly showed like her put body armor on the dogs. Yeah. So the other thing, and this is part of like where I started to think more about John Wick as like more of a long-running franchise rather than just a tight trilogy. And the thing, again, I mentioned with Halle Berry, like I, I would hate to see John Wick compromise on how good its stunt work is which also I want to shout out they roped in like the guys from the raid hell yeah who are and that, fucking awesome and that fight scene at the end is which is very sick. much like it, this, John Wick is a movie by stunt people for people who really appreciate that kind of like yeah. cool stunts I would it, I don't want to see them compromise on the 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 grade of those stunts to mm. get more familiar faces in there yeah. Which is kind of where the Halle Berry thing comes into play. But also with, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who's Braun on Game of Thrones, who was also in that Halle Berry scene. Yeah. 
whose accent I'm just not. I'm not really sure what he was, was not, to be. I think it was supposed to be Italian. I don't think was it was it? really working for me. But again, like, I don't want them to sacrifice quality for just getting a familiar face in yeah. there. Like someone who's not maybe less of a familiar face but could do better at that. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they did, who knows what the ancillary projects of, of the John Wick universe even look like. I mean, I do think that if they were to do, like, whatever, if, if there even is a Halle Berry one-off, I'm not sure what that would look like. I do think that if they did another character who we haven't seen before... I'd imagine it'd be a serious martial artist. I don't think they would compromise that. I would hope so, yeah. But I guess who knows? I mean, who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah. But the thing is, like, the fact that I think from what we're saying, I think the the positive spin on it is that, like, you know, they retooled the entire action set piece to fit them, to fit them and yes. what they were doing. So it's kind of like, all right, that's a pretty good compromise, yeah, right? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, But again, I preferred it when they just went back to the John Wick scenes. I, I had a moment where I was, like, waiting for kind of, like... And not because, like, again, because I really did like Halle Berry. But I was yeah, kind of yeah. waiting for, like, all right, what's, like, the... Yes. John, like, doing Kung Fu again? Because, like, there's very... The, the gunny stuff doesn't always hit me as much as him hand-to-hand. The hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah. I mean... Takes out his belt and whips they, to fucking raid people. Yes, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, that style of, like, close hand-to-hand gun combat, though, is really what, like, I think is... The John Wick. Yes. Like, I mean, staple. It's, uh, yeah. it's kind of, like... The Gunkata thing from Equilibrium. Have you seen that movie? I haven't, but I know, you know I can, of that movie. I can tell what you're saying. But it's taken yeah. to like the next level where it's right. like, this is fucking serious. Like mm-hmm. this is people getting shot in the head left and right. Right. King Headshot. King Headshot. Shout I, out. I mean, I think his whole his whole like style is like it's making sure they're dead. Oh yeah. There's no he doesn't want to have a moment of someone like getting the one up on him because he thinks they're dead. Except except mm. For all of the like assass- other assassin characters, when you yeah. really think about like the John Wick franchise, and this is something that I wanted to talk about specifically, it's very interesting. It's very rare that John Wick kills any of the people that he knows from the yeah. business. And that kind of fits again into your like themes of bureaucracy of like, these are players... He knows them. Mm-hmm. And there's always like the kind of running gag to it. Like the scene with Common where they have to sit down and have a drink at the bar together. Like yeah. they know each other. The the other movies do a really good job of like having that kind of like cool down. And that's a lot of times where character development happens. Yes. Where they're just like, there's this insane fight. And now we have to see how you guys interact in a cool down moment, you know. But it also does happen in this movie a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, uh, he has that sort of moment with uh the two raid guys who are like it's an honor to meet you john wick and this is after they have the scene where and he doesn't kill them at yes the end. where yeah. the the bald guy i i don't know his name i'll look it up I'll but anyway he talking. like he has this like respect for john wick as like this master assassin and he kind of like he kind of gushes over him uh, mark the Costcos, Mark Dacascos, and his name is Zero. Okay, he's really cool. He's cool. I, he, he immediately strikes you as like someone who's like maybe a little bit more like stricter, kind of like this like. But at the same archetype. time, but then, like, but then he's like mad funny. He's very funny. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's cool to kind of see the uh, th- that that trio of characters, the Ray guys and him, of being like, "Yo, we're huge fans." Yes, and they just want John Wick to kind of like respect them and spar with him and spar. Of. That's all they want, you know. And John Wick sees that with the other ones. The other guy he knows 
he wants the I, the glory kill. I think. I don't know though. I'm not I mean, fucking kind kills of him, yet. So you know? here's the thing that I realized in this. I don't know if this is intentional or not. I yeah. think it's really cool if it is. Mm-hmm. Every time John Wick has like a fight like that with one of his equals, like Common, um, like Ruby Rose, right? Um, like the two raid guys. The thing that they always say to each other is, I'll be seeing you. Yeah. And I think that is like almost like the code word for all these assassins. Like when these assassins like butt up against each other, mm-hmm. I'll be seeing you is sort of the like, we're done. Yeah. I'm sparing you. I'm not going to kill you. Because yeah. of what you just said, John Wick, make sure when he wants to kill somebody, he, he makes, makes sure, sure it happens. Dead. Yeah. And he spares a lot of these people who are kind of his equals. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what he says the comment of like professional courtesy. Exactly. You know, and I think that is is there. I think that's that's a thing that's there and even in John Wick's like most like, you know, he he's at the end of his rope by the end of this movie. Yes. But even with these people, I think he could tell that they're trying to not kill him necessarily. Well, I mean, the raid, it's very explicit in the scene with the raid guys yeah. because they're fighting each other and they're letting him get back up. They're helping like, him up. There yeah. are like moments of comedy in that scene mm-hmm. and then when he gets the upper hand, when he finally beats both of them, he lets he, them stay he, down. He like has the knife and he's like standing up to them and he looks at them and they look at him like, oh fuck, he's going to kill us now. And he says, I'll be seeing you. And there's a moment of relaxation in yeah. their eyes where they're like, oh, okay, he's going to spare they us. They like a little bit like play dead almost. And then well, even, well, I and think then they know that that line yeah. specifically is like, Chill. we're done. Yeah. This was fun. We're done. And then when he fights Zero at the end and he spares Zero. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't spare Zero. He kills him. But like, you know, Zero is just like, that was a good fight, right? Yeah. And John Wick gives him really what he wanted the whole time was, yeah. Yeah. But you know, but it flips that idea on its head that John Wick is always sparing people. Yeah. But that fight with Zero, like, he's like, I, that was a good fight. I'll be seeing you. And John Wick's like, no, actually, you won't. You won't be seeing me. Because yeah. he knows for sure exactly where he put that sword. And he knows he's not going to survive. He's just dead. It. Yeah. Because you think about when he fights Common, he puts the knife in his aorta. And he's like, I know if you pull that out, you're going to die. So. so when he does puts that sword in where he puts it into zero, he knows that he's exactly, not going to survive. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He knows. I mean, like, it's like the uh, the doctor scene in the beginning where yes. the doctor's like, shoot me right where. He's like, I already fucking know. He yeah, just, he like, just like does in those it. spots. Yeah. It's he, so good. Because he doesn't miss. Every he shot's miss. on purpose, you know? No, I, one of my favorite things about these movies is the, like, kill count, the bullet count afterwards. Yeah. Have you seen those? Uh, I think I saw them for the other two. I don't know what this one's at. I haven't seen it for this one yet, but, like, ha- exactly it's how many shots most, he, take, right? like, he took, how many were chest shots, how many were headshots, how many were misses. And, like, in the first two John Wick movies, he only misses, like, five or six shots total. And that might even just because he's, like, blind fire sometimes yes, to exactly. get people fucking away from him. I mean, this movie might be tough because there's a lot of, like, block shots yes. from armor or otherwise. Which, you know? as you said before, and I was kind of getting at with the knife scenes, like, they escalate the friction of who John Wick is fighting mm-hmm. by even making, like, the guys that, the kind of faceless guys that he's taking out have that much They're more beefed like, up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that scene is so fucking well, because he has to just like the the see, when he's like drowning the guy in the water and just like oh my god, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That, it's beautiful. That water scene is fucking. It's crazy. Great. I think it's a callback to John Wick one with the bathhouse scene because I think he does this very similar thing, but this one's even more long, he just, long shot. You see the bullet like just trail down. Yeah, when the other guy, shoots and then it. even when he does shoot the guy, you see like the 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 fragments of his helmet pop off with the blood, and it's just like. 
Damn. This movie looks fucking bananas. It's nuts. And the concierge gets his time to shine and shoot some people. Lance Reddick. Well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is he just called the concierge? I don't think they ever give him a name. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just that, but I can... Uh, oh, it's Sharon. Okay. So, I don't know if they ever say that out loud. I, to me, he's the concierge. Right? I think that's I a mean, better like, title that's for like, him. Kinda. Yeah, but he's so good. And, yeah. and I'm so happy that he survived because he's so badass. I really I I was thinking, thought they were going to fucking kill him. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't because it also shows that he's like... Because, you know, you don't see him do dick for he's two movies. He's a bad movies, motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker, exactly. So yeah. I almost thought we were going to see um, Winston, uh, played by Ian... What's his McShane. last name? McShane. I almost thought we were going to see him do some, some shit. Some shit. And I think you know that even harkens more into the fact that he does nothing than when he does shoot John Wick. Yes, he misses. Yes, it even you know he he's a character who's the smartest person in the room. Yes, absolutely. What does do you think the smartest person in the room would try and kill John Wick? No, I I think he knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. Right. And even you know the concierge says to him like that was well played because they get to stay in the game they get to fight another day yeah but john wick is still alive and probably they harkening can, back to the, the chess table in again, his room i think they can yeah. regroup and make a better plan to actually take down because he knew that what the adjudicator was was yeah. correct like they were just going to keep pouring people in there until eventually like they couldn't fight forever so fighting within the system to maybe disband it or change it to just, something that just they want. Delay the battle another day. Like yeah. it's a war, not a battle. I mean, they did say that this was going to be a skirmish, right? Yes. So, yes, yeah. and that's exactly that's it. what it was. Yeah. So the one character that I think did not quite get his due, I was a little bit disappointed in. But now that I see the end of this movie, I think he. I'm hoping that he does. Just Manzukis. <laughs> Well, no, I liked. I did like his little role. He was there a little. I, I thought I was like, man, we only got to see him once, and you see him at the end. I'm like, all right, okay, all right. Uh, no, uh, was um, Lawrence Fishburne was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I think I think they're by not killing him, they're setting him and and disfiguring him and giving him a badass cane, which most certainly will be a sword. I think they're setting him up for... I need to see him lay the smackdown a little bit in the next movie because I was really anticipating to see... So, I mean... Matrix. That's Morpheus. That's Morpheus. Morpheus has got some fucking moves. Morpheus taught Neo how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, I'm I here mean, for that. You know, I know Lawrence Fishburne is not a young man anymore. Yeah, but we saw him do his... He, he beat the shit out of Hannibal in Hannibal Season 3. That is correct. And that fight scene is... Fire. Yes. That's one of the best fight scenes in TV. And that's the kind of like style, you know, they all kind of fight in style. Like I want to see like he is the big brawler kind of. Yes. Heavy, heavy armor class. Yes. For sure. Armor him up in John Wick 4 and just let him lay waste to people. That will be cool. Yeah. Um, In the same way that Lance Reddick, like you don't really expect him to like the concierge to really lay the smack down the way that he does, but he does. Well, because he's like, he's smart, you know, he's just like. All right, we got to get these. We got to do this. I mean, you know, I think even now thinking about it, like when we think about who who are the allies to – who are the New York City allies right now? And we got John Wick's Russian dancing family. Yes, who are still in play. Who are still in play for sure. Correct. They didn't kill that woman. They just kind of stabbed her hands a lot. Which, real quick, it was cool. There's not a lot to say about that, but it was very cool to see, like, the origin of John Wick. It's another layer to the onion that, you know. Yes. Brief, brief perfectly. I think perfectly brief in yes. that way. Um 
answers a question of just like where are all those fucking tattoos on his back yes and introduces the idea of another trinket which are always fun the cross yes the ticket the burning all that works really well cool yes so we got seeing the, the guys people. seeing yeah. the kids do the judo like makes sense and he, she's cool. like are you nostalgic or something yes. like that and it's very like, cool mm, yes this very is good. perfect so you know we have them basically anyone who got like who had to be like i'm still loyal to the high table yes they are act- in actuality loyal to to John Wick. Hopefully, you know, yeah. I ideally. think that's what the, they're well where I think they're that's what going they're getting for. At, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so I'm hoping to see some some uh some some Morpheus Smackdown in the next movie. I think I, I think, think that's could be possible. There. And I think, I think you know, if if they choose to end it in four, you can bring back Common, you can bring back Ruby Rose, you can yeah. like bring all those players back and like really complete Avengers it in a way. Assemble kind of <laughs> John yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, I mean they kept all those people there. alive for on purpose. Yeah. So that's the thing, like, you know, I wouldn't want to see John Wick 4 end and then be like, that was just one battle and another war is still, it's just like, all right, let's fuck it. I'm down for John Wick 4. Time will tell if I'm down for John Wick 5. For sure. I didn't know I was down for John Wick 4 until today. Yeah. You know I mean, that's I mean? the thing. That's that's the kind of push-pull is like, I don't want to see this this franchise like run out of steam, but also these movies are fucking awesome. I mean, you know, they by the end of this movie, my like immediate, like my hottest of take was just kind of like... That kind of covered less ground oh, than I sure. thought, you for know. Sure. Like that's kind of where I was at by it. Yes, and especially because we got like the three-hour-long epic that was like the conclusion, the end game. I think that a lot of movies that are like this, which are episodic, uh, when you're not getting the kind of like the 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 floodgates of of uh, catharsis kind yeah. of happening. Right, right, like, you right, know, yeah. like this movie, you're kind of left being like. Oh, they're doing more. Okay. I mean, it's okay. on a it's a different conversation, but Game of Thrones also ended this week. Sure, another part like, of the it's another pretty yeah. big thing. That's conc- regardless of how you feel about it, concluded that's a story for a different day. It yeah. it concluded, you know, whether that was satisfying or not. But like, yeah, it's it's interesting to see these major things wrap up and then see John Wick being like, no, we're going to continue this. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. I think that's pretty much. I think that pretty much covers it. I think we, yeah, I think we really pulled this one apart. The closing thing I will say about this, and I think the way that they are achieving, like, kind of ratcheting up this violence even more, is like John Wick really conveys how scary all these things are. Like guns, scary. Knives, scary. Scary. Swords, (laughs) they're big knives. That's scary. Scary. Horses, scary. Seeing that the sound of hearing those faces snap by horse kick is just like the fuck dogs. Can be scary. Dogs scary. His dog, best pit bull in the world. Very good pit bull. Stand. Very very Hands good boy. Oh, um, yeah. Shotguns, very scary. Yup, yup. Very very scary. Black tie, black belt. Also. Oh, he fights with a black belt. That might be a thing. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or it's just cool. This is cool. When the bell fight was cool. The bell fight was cool. When we did uh, my fencing teacher, oh boy, which is not me talking about fencing for too long. But he was a fe- he um, also does fight choreography for like stage and movies. Oh, cool. So he did like a found weapons class where he just brought in random shit and he just taught us how to like fight with them. That's cool. But there is one class he did specifically on like this is how you fight with a scarf, and it's basically all the belt stuff ah. is kind of the same shit he he taught us. All where right. it's a lot of like. Tightening it to like maybe block or like you know you wrap it around someone's arms you can like disarm a weapon from their hands mm-hmm. so that that was all there I was like that's fuck cool dude the choreography is 
top notch. We don't even have to say this. We're talking about John Wick here. Yeah, no, it, it has not dipped in any quality in no. that regard. If anything, it's just gotten better. I, you know, I think for John Wick four, I almost want to see more of like. Um, I think this is the first movie where I'm not saying I was getting tired of it, but I was just kind of like. You can send as much cannon fodder at this guy. Even the heavies you could set on him, he's going to take him down. Yeah. I kind of want to see the boss rush mode yeah, of sure, John Wick 4, sure, you know? Sure. And I think Although, that still might be there. You always yeah. get it at the end. Again, yeah. uh, when he's fighting like those big boss characters, yeah. really, like Zero. Big boss. Again, they're fighting to, to ultimately to the death, but really it feels like they're kind of playing a little bit at the same time. Like Fresh they're having fun yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. There are many moments in those fights where if John Wick wanted to end it, he would have. Yeah. Because that's just kind of the style he has when it comes to killing people. Yeah. I mean, you saw, um, what's the uh, the movie that had some of the right people in it that came out last year? Um, it's not, it's not, it comes. Oh, in. The Night Comes The Night for Comes us. For Us. And the last fight scene in that movie, which is just like oh. 15 minutes of just like the most grueling shit you've ever seen. And you're oh just like, it, it I don't really think is. any of them, they, they could have kept that fight going for two days and yeah. no one still would have died. Talk, talk about like knives being scary. Oh yeah. yeah. Or anything in a room at that point. Yeah. But you know, in this movie it kind of could be the same almost where like, you know, th- those kind of like more bossy, for lack of a better term, fights like can go on indefinitely if needed to. Sure. I'm glad when they wrap up. They could be more vicious, though. Yeah, Definitely. I think is what you're getting at. Yeah, 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 I think so. Even even when he's fighting Zero, like... I mean, some of my favorite parts of it is like when he's missing and like the sword's slashing against glass and things like oh, that, you know? Oof, yeah, but that's, that's some of the best parts of the fight is kind of like the negative parts of the fight. Sure. Like the, the, the emptiness of the fights or what's not happening when they're hitting each other. Right. It's a good movie. Whew, it's a good movie. I liked it very much. Talk about it all day. <laughs> yeah, I will probably continue to talk about it tomorrow off microphone with with as many people who will listen to me do oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Um, well, this is not the only podcast that Story Screen does. There are many other podcasts that Story Screen does. Robbie, you just re- you're doing double duty today. You just recorded another I, I worked podcast. a shift at the theater and recorded two podcasts That will today. probably be coming out fairly soon. Do you want to tell the audience what sure. that is? Sure. So, uh, Bernadette's show, uh, Kathy Raycast, we just did an episode on I Think You Should Leave. Um, I think that might come out before this episode, so if you're listening to this and haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Yep. Uh, I have a I have a review on uh, Tuca and Birdie hitting yes. the site soon uh, that show's very good so if you'd like cool. to read that please yes yeah that's all my plugs though yes uh, I also did a review on Dragged Across Concrete Dragged Across Concrete which I didn't like very much and I'm a big Craig uh, S. Craig Zoller fan so you can go read that I not too spoilery so yeah. you can kind of see where it didn't work for me um, I'm going to say this on the air to uh, keep us honest we're going to record a Detective Pikachu episode coming up pretty Ho- soon hopefully soon <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say it now so it actually happens. Jack and I have seen it. A third party still needs to see it so we can do It's going to be that. a little bit of a different episode than what we normally yes, do. So look excited. out for that one. It's going to maybe incorporate another show that you might like. If you like Pokemon, which are uh, video games. Video games. Uh, and all speaking of that, Nerd Christmas is next month. So Robbie Nerd and I will Christmas. hopefully do a little bit of chatter on Nerd Christmas as we are wont to do. I'd love to. Great. Yeah. I'll see you there, Robbie. See you then. Thanks very much for listening. I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robert Anderson. Have a good night. Peace. I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you. All right, now, now try. Talk into it like this. All right, just lean in like a little bit more. Like this? Okay. Yeah.
like Try a to, robot. Yeah. Here, I'll just put it a little bit closer to you. Okay. You always lean back. I do. Well, you know, just trying to be cash. Yeah, I know, but you're you are quieter on Avengers, and I want to hear those lovely dulcet tones and wonderful opinions. Let me get uh, coasters. Cool. This is gonna be a long intro for Mike. We could always like restart it if you want, or fuck. Fuck it. <laughs> He'll see when it drops. He doesn't need to listen to the yeah. whole intro. If he does, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Love you, Mike. I hope Spider-Man is cool. Uh, do you want to host this one? Yeah, absolutely.